Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. Oh, oh my. We're here. It's Rivalry Week. Rivalry Week. Rivalry Rivalry Week. It's easy enough for me to say. Or for us to experience. Because, remember, we, we the sport makes no sense. So we have Rivalry Week over a big holiday weekend. And that means that um, it's spread out all over the place. It happens on, like, Thursday, Friday, um, and, and Saturday. For, for some reason, because we just like to, you know, lounge around. It's a sport that just, you know, takes some room. That's fine. We're here for all of it, including, can I just tell you my favorite matchup this weekend by name? And only by name. That would be down uh, between Alabama State, who for some reason is hosting Edward Waters. I don't know who Edward Waters is. I hope he's ready. I know I hope, this. I, I know he, this. I hope he enjoys his... Um, I mean, he's thinking about enrolling. That's it. I know this because I went on Bill's podcast yesterday, and we oh. talked about this game, and I looked it up live during that podcast, and I will forward that knowledge here. Um, Edward Waters is, if memory serves, the oldest HBCU in the state of Florida. It's in Jacksonville, I think, or near Jacksonville, and it has, according to Wikipedia, 800 students. So not many more than Edward Waters himself. It's everybody named Edward Waters in the state of Florida or any adjacent states. You get free tuition at your name university. All paid for by, by Edward Waters. By Edward Waters. <laughs> He's a great man. Depth chart, it's 11 Edward Waters. Really keeps him in disarray. Who he, am I covering? <laughs> It's like the thing where, like, like football players, they call each other by number. You know, like, yeah, you got nine. In this case, it's not even like, I mean, that's the only way to identify them. It's, it's nine. In retrospect, I do wish that the um, officials at Notre Dame Navy had, an, had loudly announced every time there was a flag on Notre Dame that it was on Newt Rockney. Newt Rockney. Holding Newt Rockney. Newt Rockney sullying the uh, classiness of the sport. This is Newt Rockney's 12th personal foul of the day. Newt Rockney has been ejected. <laughs> six times. 30 years later, we're like, do you remember that game where the team playing Newt Rockney had six personal fouls? That's not even accurate. No, go with the story. <laughs> it makes for a good script. But that's not this week. I'm sorry. I screwed it up already. I'm already talking about last week. You want to talk about this week. You, Although you led off by talking about... Um, uh, not even an FBS game. So good job, you. I guess. Hey, I, I let off because is this is this Edward how you Waters. welcome Jason? Is this how you welcome Jason back? You son of a bitch. That that is actually how I welcome Jason back. No, this is this is all according to plan. It's apropos. Jason. It's Jason's apropos the only one who roots for a decent football team on this podcast. Yeah, I did want to mention um, <clears throat> before we really get going, and since since um, I wasn't the one to bring up FCS football. I will mention that I'm the only one whose uh, alma mater is actually in a Division One postseason game this year. I got, well, Spencer has multiple, but it doesn't look like Georgia Tech's going to be going. So, what about Northwestern? Yeah, Northwestern's getting that's a true. As a Medill, as a Medill grad, I'm pretty excited about that. As a fellow Medill grad, I um, well, I think the thing is, if you go to Northwestern, you have to be so objective that you can't care, you know. Right. So, like, it doesn't right. count. It's like yeah. if you're if you're truly a Medill grad, do you even 
recognize? Did you even know that Northwestern is going? Because I, objectively, as, as, you shouldn't have been paying attention to Northwestern football. As a Medill grad, I'm excited about it, but only because of what it means for online media. Yes. <laughs> so many opportunities for um, rich digital storytelling mm-hmm. at, at mm-hmm. Northwestern's Holiday Bowl. That's generous. Or whatever. <laughs> I mean, half the Big Ten is going to be in the New Year's Six, so Northwestern's getting a pretty good spot. That's a fair point. That's a that's a fair point. So yes, all uh, all hail the Owls. Uh, all of our love to Plank. Plank easily the most d- duplicable of the uh, of the turnover paraphernalia at this point. You could get a knockoff Miami chain if you wanted to, but that takes a little bit of work. You could get a knockoff of Oregon's knockoff chain, but you shouldn't do that. You can buy a garbage can and yeah. put Tennessee stickers on it. I wouldn't recommend it at this point. No, you go um, to Home Depot and you're covered on Tennessee's, you're covered on Oregon's. Um, you go to... You get Kennesaw's, obviously. Yeah, well, you can just find ours. <laughs> <laughs> they are actual... The plank was originally found um, in Florida on spring break two years ago, probably on a beach. No one knows. So, yeah, you might yeah. just find one of ours. Beach seems like it's doing a lot of work there. Beach seems like it's code for, uh-huh, yep, on the uh, near the beach. Mm, Florida. We'll say Florida. In, in view of the beach. Well, uh, just a, college, I just like being near the – I just like Florida. living near the water. I doubt it was to um, the Okie Finoki. You know what I mean? It's right. Probably got to be the beach. No, no, no. I just mean like there's a difference between I found it at the beach and – I found it in the bathroom of a grungy bar oh, next oh, to the right, beach. Right, right. Found, yeah. found, it, found it next to the, the porta potty in, in Daytona. It was tipped over. I remember the, the key to living in Florida is to say, man, you know, I really just, I like living, I like living by the water. But where do you live? I live near the water. Yeah. How near the water? You know, I live within a day's drive of the beach. <laughs> and that's, that's really the most important part of living in the state of Florida is living somewhat theoretically close to the water and there's, i'm squatting there's i'm a, squatting in an abandoned naval hospital right next to the beach right across like from the, the biggest the, the spot farthest from water there's a lake right in the middle with like a swamp all around it so you're near water yeah you're we, didn't say, we water. didn't say what kind of water right it's a stagnant mosquito ridden you know drainage pond but it's but it's mine it's ours florida florida state motto is you're always eight feet away from drowning Wherever you are. Come to the that, institute. Yeah, I was going to say, man, that's a really, really good motto for Florida, Florida State. If I can segue and use that. Everyone Finally. in this game is eight feet from drowning. Yeah. It's going to... Uh, I, I do... I Is a prediction meaningful here? Is no. there any sort of like cogent analysis that can be done? Thoughtful prediction? Breakdown? No. Anything at this point? No. What you what you should know, dear listener, is if Florida wins, Florida State is, had rescheduled a game against ULM for absolutely no reason whatsoever because they're not going bowling anyway. And if Florida wins, they fucked up by not scheduling their canceled opponent. Hey, they so might that just, they could they go might bowling. Just say, hey, ULM. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make a slightly longer trip? Are those are those are those bus tickets non-refundable? No, I think I, is that well. Where did well, they reschedule what that they're game? Paying you. <laughs> is that game in Tallahassee or I, I? For some reason, I thought they were talking about playing in Orlando. Uh, um, well, they they might as well. 
because USF and UCF will be done, and that's the uh, the state's biggest rivalry game this yeah, year. Yeah, I think that's. But it's it's in Gainesville. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. really. No, it doesn't matter. No, no one will watch. It's on at the same time as Ohio State, Michigan, um, Tech, Georgia, uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Probably be a fight. Um, Indiana, Purdue playing for a bucket. So no, don't please don't watch FSU, Florida. Even my even Miami Pitt is more watchable. Yeah, it's the day before, but if you'd rather watch a, a replay of it, why would you? Why would you correct me on that? Why would that matter? I'm I trying. Gotta, I'm gotta, okay. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to spread as many things as possible as to alternatives for watching this Florida Florida State. You want to watch know. the Egg Bowl on loop for 36 hours? That should mm-hmm. get you through FSU Florida. I, you, will, I would, you will have food poisoning after that. We're gonna. We're, I, I think Perry Costadakis made the best hype video for for Florida, Florida State, which was if you watch it, it's a video that's nothing but the worst plays by both teams set to "Father Stretch My Hands." Right, so it's, it's this majestic gospel song that's just backed up with Florida fumbles into end zone. Florida throws 40-yard interception with flair. Florida State gets run all over by NC State. It's majestic. And deserve it. I can't. I just... We don't have to. No, no. Let's... let's, Fumble. Let's start... Let's back back up. We're jumping, okay? Thanksgiving night. Thank you. Fight this game on the entire fucking schedule for the whole year. Ole Miss and Mississippi State... Their schools on Monday or t- Tuesday this week will say early this week their athletic directors reached a released a joint statement saying basically can y'all please not fight in the stands which means there's definitely going to be fighting in the which stands which means there's already fighting in the stands <laughs> you are looking live where the bloodshed is underway here at Davis Wade Stadium in Starkville Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. Mississippi State fans are already setting home alone style traps in the old Miss <laughs> section, I'm sure. You'd be like, huh, what are those paint cans doing? Probably nothing. Let's sit down. They're all they're all they're all customized to uh to lure in old Miss fans. <laughs> Deviled eggs? Why I do declare <laughs> a stack of red plastic cups just just itching to be uh to have a ping pong ball. Filled with tasty beverage. I do. If I if I could if I could just so it drops on your head. If I could just fill myself up for the winter, just for a repast, a quick, a quick snack, if you will. I suppose a little Irish coffee wouldn't hurt. There's like a maze of tents. <laughs> yeah, egg bowl is gonna happen. Um, just it, it is the it is the it is the game that I think has the most di- disproportionate spite and anger to larger consequence. Right? This is the this is the this is the couple arguing in the uh, gift the shopping portion of the Cracker Barrel, where you're just like, you didn't have to do this here. You could have done that at home. It's not. This isn't important. What you're fighting about? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> So would fighting at the table while eating your um, twelve hundred calorie meal be high, higher stakes? I think that's Miami, Ohio, uh, Michigan, Ohio State. That's that's Michigan, oh, yeah. Ohio that's State. That's the Bob Evans, sure. but yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. That's that's where every biscuit matters. <laughs> and we were. I remember. I remember when you took the last green bean 
80 years ago, you son of a bitch. I think in that one, they're both look, staring straight at each other's eyes, one foot apart, eating off of each other's plates. <laughs> it's a race to see who can finish the other's meal first. I don't even like this food. I hate what you ordered. I'm so glad you exist so that I can hate you. I'm ordering a ha- a burger. That's how much I hate you. I ordered three salads, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you ordered salad. So uh, not, you're so not worthy of the Big Ten. It has cheese in it. Calm down. It's mostly cheese. <laughs> it's cheese and meat. I'm putting light dressing on it. Fuck you. The Michigan guy would be like, you know, salads encompass a wide variety of things. Categorically, it's very diverse. Salads, anything you eat out of a bowl with a fork that doesn't have rice. So spaghetti is salad? Spaghetti is salad! Spaghetti is salad, goddammit! The Ohio State fan just sitting there putting their supplements on the table. Big thing, big thing of like, you know, branch chain amino acids, just... Oh man, but this is the week that, that they gotta call it Etrix. <laughs> you know, that guy from Game of Thrones, the Outen? That would be Gay of Thrones. Yeah, Gay of Thrones. Gay? Which is which is a spinoff that you can watch. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Don't don't watch it with the kids. It's very Jesus. Um, so the egg bowl, if we survive, if we as a country survive the egg bowl on Thanksgiving night, um, which can I, I mean, which really, this isn't is guaranteed. This is, uh, if I can make a call for the egg bowl, uh, there's, there's no way that old Miss doesn't lose this at the last second for maximum pain. Right. Oh, <laughs> just things have been yeah. going too well after like a recovery and sort of like a quiet, you know, not a bad year considering the complete implosion of the program. Uh, it feels very not old Miss. You're like, oh man, it's ending on a happy note. Not for long. No. Well, and rivals always like to say we're their Super Bowl. You know, we're we're the biggest game to them. We barely care about them. For Ole Miss, this really is all they have. This was the only game they're playing all year that actually has the word bowl in it. Even mm-hmm. though um, dearly departed Hugh Freeze said he planned to treat every game like a bowl, he never got around to putting those names on the schedule. Um, and Matt Luke ain't got time for that. So you, you get one bowl and this is it. On the other hand, there is the possibility that Dan Mullen continues to bubble up in coaching conversations over the next four days. And, uh, over the, well, shit, over the next two days. I don't know when it is. It's tomorrow. <clears throat> yep. Great. And Ole Miss just stomps Mississippi State. Just to ruin his hopes so that everybody's like, okay, well, uh, you know, we're very impressed by what Dan Mullen's done. I think we're ready to sign the contract. I'm sorry. He lost to Ole Miss by 28? Ha! <laughs> huh. Yeah. You're, you're stuck in here with us, I do. <laughs> and then Friday. Whew. Where do you want to start on Friday? Brother, oh. we, got the, we got the war on I-4. We got Which the, one? The, the biggest game in the state popping off. You know what? Why do we have to talk so much about f- football in the state of Florida? It's the state of Florida's most important game all year. It is. This is that's actually completely true. That's the most important game. That is oh. until Miami loses to Pitt and has to play UCF in a group of in the in the uh, <laughs> New Year's Six Bowl. 
I love that the war that this is the war the the war for I the war on I four, like because if you've ever been on I four, it's one of the worst stretches of road in America, which simultaneously both devalues and burnishes the toughness of this rivalry because it's devalues by you get this derelict IHOP, you get this Perkins, you get this terrifying anti-abortion billboard, and you get this one, and then. At the same time, this is for all the Indian River fruit. Right, <laughs> the winner now owns eighteen McDonald's franchises <laughs> from an anonymous highway spur in downtown Tampa to Orlando. You like, are king of the Reebok Outlet Store. <laughs> like, if isn't you there a to... town like a like? Isn't there like a suggestion of a town in between called like Oral Orlampa or something? Oh God! I've there never is. heard of such a thing, and if it exists, I don't want to go there. It's like a sign where they were like, "Let's put a let's put a town here," and then they never did, or something let's, like let's that. Let's manifest it, Tamplando. God, but if if there is, nobody wants it, and that's why this is actually like as close to any game will come to being Fury Road because you'll say, "Oh, isn't that like a spectacular desert?" Nope, nope. If you want post-apocalyptic hellscape, I Force already there. It no just erased. It just necessary. erased. It just erased there and back, and it's not entirely clear why. Why any of it happened? <laughs> Where did you go? Well, we went out to nowhere, and we came back to nowhere with a fountain. And, and why was it to murder? Oh, okay, yeah, that makes fine. sense. That's very Florida. That part. See, see, Fury Road and Florida, all about living by the water. Like it's I said, perfect. It's perfect. You got so you got you got postseason stakes. You got conference stakes. Winner's going to play Memphis. For the for the junior important bowl, what um, an awesome what an awesome conference! <laughs> it really is like that's awesome. You're like the winner of Tampa and Orlando will go on to play Memphis in the like wrestling bowl. It's like our the, own little uh, USFL. The um, yeah, the American at this point is the and like an unlicensed NFL video game where you're like, wow, they have who? Who am I playing with? That's weird. Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> The original Tecmo Bowl. When it was like the 49ers were like orange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the the other game around here that you will want to pay attention to for very different reasons is Iowa-Nebraska. Where to begin with this? Mm-hmm. The most... This is maybe the most miserable Thanksgiving rivalry. Like if Ole Miss-Mississippi State is the angriest and georgia georgia tech is the hatenest this is the one that just feels like everybody is wallowing like it is this weird referendum where losing is bad for the coach uh who's inevitably on the hot seat probably for nebraska maybe for iowa although uh it's been proven that there are no nerve endings in kirk ferentz's ass at this point so the temperature of the seat is irrelevant um winning does nothing for you and the game itself, like, what's the best Iowa-Nebraska game that you can remember? Can uh, you? Bill just wrote about one today, and uh, okay. he, he did a cool post, like, the recent history of college football is told by, like, a bunch of key games in these rivalries. The uh, the score in this game, I believe it was 10-7, to 7, and it's from, like, the 80s. So there's your okay. highlight. Okay. Perfect. That's all you need to know. This yep. is, yeah. I, I mean... I feel like this game every year you get some AD or a conference suit saying like, well, we'd like to turn some of these Big Ten West games into rivalries. We're thinking maybe uh, 
Iowa and Nebraska, and fans on both sides are like, no, fuck that, no, no, we don't, we don't want to be rivals with them. And like, so if you're all saying that, you got strong emotions about this, you know? I mean, I mean, look, just, listen, just, just slide them over in your emotional scorecard and say you, the, you actually don't like each other. They want to keep this game on Black Friday, and I think that makes sense because Black Friday is when companies try to sell you inventory that they don't want anymore, that they want to clear out before the end of the year. Uh, They want to move it as cheaply as possible, and there's usually a stampede that leaves somebody dead, and you sort of look and say, well, why? Why were you at that Walmart in the first place? Look at the choices you've made. That's the Iowa-Nebraska rivalry in total. It's a 42-year-old single man getting trampled to death at the mall because he really wanted a laptop that he could have bought online. <laughs> so it'd be such a great weekend. <laughs> <laughs> this game needs a, it, all good rivalries need a name. Um, do we go with like the doorbuster bowl or the battle for the 55 inch TV or what? God. For Nebraska, Iowa. Yeah. 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 <sighs> battle for the savings. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That- it's the battle for the flat screen. It's the not even it's flat screen. It's not even a valuable thing. It's like it's like oh you got a salad shooter. Congratulations. You got a blender for $8. The clash for the $8 blender, the only thing left at Kohl's at 6:30 in the morning. <laughs> you want to you you want a Black Friday rivalry game with stakes. Yeah. Let me let me point you to the Commonwealth Cup. Who saw that coming, huh? No, that was, that was I, good. I did that, not. That was, that was good, although I do want to point this out before we leave this. If you want to know how this game's going to go. Yeah. Is this a really is this a money game for Iowa in any sense? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they yeah, all no, are. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a money game. <clears throat> because because if, if Iowa manages to hit eight wins, right? Yeah. Kirk Ferentz gets another five hundred thousand on his contract. I've already, I've ranted about this far too often on this program. I refuse to do it again. We need, you know, the 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 global economy is going to collapse anyway, and then it'll prove that Iowa was smart all along when these dollars are worthless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want, I just want to get. Could I just get you? Where does Iowa currently sit? Iowa currently sits at. I'm going to guess seven and four. Currently six and five. Oh, six and five. Okay. Currently six and five. Meaning. <clears throat> so, so they got to win this game and the bowl game to get to the eight. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. That's that. That's the magic happening here. Okay. So, so yeah. All the also, if Iowa defeats Nebraska, an extra two point four mil will be added to his buyout. What a weird, what a weird, stupid season for Iowa. You look back and you're like, oh, they almost beat Penn State at home. They clobbered Ohio State. Um, they beat Iowa State, which ended up being a pretty impressive victory. They played Michigan State close on the road, which that's not terrible either. And then you're like, oh, you also lost to Purdue and Northwestern, and I don't know what the hell you're doing. You didn't weren't competitive at all against Wisconsin. Just a weird, stupid year for Iowa football. Oh, you, you know, you say that, and you know what I say? Iowa by 30, baby. <laughs> just, everyone's, everyone on the team's like, man, I don't know. The coaches are just like, I mean, Coach Coach Kirk, is just he's just on us this week, man. Most they important game of your lives, boys. Here's why I know, here's why I know that's, well, okay, fine. Go ahead. 
No, I'm not. I'm just not talking about it anymore. I'm not. We, Jason, we wants, also, Jason wants to move on to Commonwealth Cup. We're going to move on to Commonwealth Cup. Yeah, I was also going to say we uh, we didn't fill out the forms to make jokes about Iowa, so we should move along before um before we get calls. So you got Virginia Tech is ranked. Um, no big surprise there. Virginia is already bowl eligible. Big surprise there. Uh, and I think a few years ago this was a, a battle for bowl eligibility, maybe like two or three years ago. It's yeah, I feel like there were a couple years in a row where um. Virginia needed it for bowl eligibility, and yeah, two years ago was when both teams needed it. So, like, for the first time in years, we get to see two actually good teams play in this game. And it's, a, you know, it's in the night spot. Uh, Texas Tech Tech, uh, Texas Tech, Texas. That'll be really stupid. But, um, you know, I, I, I think with those two, you got, a, you got a really nice Friday night spot right there. Virginia has not won this game since 2003. Yeah, and they're they're not winning it this year either. <sighs> really? Yeah. Uh, Virginia oh. Tech has Virginia Tech has been uneven, I think it's fair to say, over the course of the season, right? Mhm. Mhm. But Virginia had Miami on the ropes. Virginia went and blew out Boise State. Man, you you want to talk about like we will compile a list of great blindside ass kickings that happened this season and it will mm-hmm. be long. And one of them is Kurt Bankert going off on Boise State out of nowhere. <laughs> Kurt Bankert was the greatest quarterback alive for three and a half hours against Boise State. That was the case against Miami, too. He yeah, started yeah, like yeah. fucking 20 or 21 or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when Kurt Bankert is motivated, get that fuck out of his way. Kurt Put Bankert that- just blacked the fuck out and completed 25 <laughs> straight passes like Will Ferrell in old school. He went blind on that verse, son. <laughs> just dropping fire. What'd I say? Oh, it was yeah. flames. Okay, good. <laughs> Could you do um, it again on purpose? No, no. <laughs> no, wouldn't recommend it either. And then we're still waiting on Brett Bielema's news, I guess, for Missouri-Arkansas, also on Friday? Uh, yeah, because, you know, we know people are, are going to get fired, right? Yeah. We, already got, we already got one on deck, right? Yeah, we got we got Texas A&M on deck because they've just decided that they're parting ways with Kevin Sumlin and they're telling everybody, which is real cool to do to a guy <laughs> just over the holiday weekend. Well, they're, they're, you say they're telling everybody they're not telling Kevin Sumlin. It's the best part. <laughs> That's in case we didn't emphasize how bad this was. Yeah, not not telling the staff, not t- telling Kevin Sumlin at all, but telling reporters it's going to happen y'all. You, you make sure to tell Kevin if you see him. Awesome. <laughs> we, we just can't get a hold of him. Yeah, can't. I don't know. It's crazy. Don't have his number. Um, which means Texas A&M is going to beat LSU by, I don't know, 20? Yeah. 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 I mean, remember, remember, this was the game two years ago where Les saved his, his job by beating A&M. And the game last year that was overtaken during on social media and the broadcast itself by coaching rumors. So A&M, LSU, if there are weird coaching circumstances going in, they will change by the end of it. Yeah. Um, which which team is more likely <clears throat> to pull an upset at noon on Saturday and potentially knock the uh, its favored opponent out of the playoff? N- technically, it wouldn't necessarily knock Georgia out, but two lost Georgia at that point will be definitely on life support. Um, Ohio State will definitely be. I I don't know how on earth Ohio State would be out, but 
If you got to go Michigan beating Ohio State or Georgia Tech beating Georgia, beating Georgia. I don't, know, Which I don't one? think Ohio State can ever be out. So like, really? Be yeah. like, be like, yeah, they're uh, they're three and nine, but the three were really impressive. Yeah, and, like, for, and to the playoff committee, that meant a lot. <laughs> Let me think back, like twenty fourteen. Um, they jumped three spots at the last minute. 2015, they were a one loss that was kind of within range. And if Michigan State had, you know, dropped a game or two, they would have been more talked about. And last year, they made it in as the first ever non-champ. And like this year, they might be the first ever team to get their ass whooped twice and make it in. So why not make it three? Lose by Michigan to 20 two weeks later. You know, Ohio State's hanging around right there at number six. Do, here's the question. Do they even need to win the Big Ten championship at that point? No. Can they just lose it close so and get in over Wisconsin somehow? Yeah, a nine and four Ohio State. <laughs> I mean, what is what does a championship prove? That's just trying hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, champions are confident. They don't <laughs> need to prove anything. We this consider is- we consider we at the committee think of the championship like the SAT. And no, uh, Ohio State didn't get a sixteen hundred, but it was a fifteen eighty, which is very high for Ohio State if you'll check the records. Uh, and so that impressed us quite a bit. Ohio State got. A 700, which would be an incredible ACT score. Uh, I, I like Dan Rubenstein's suggestion most about what the playoff, com- what like Kirby Hokut is doing for before the uh, playoff committee comes out and explains what the hell they're thinking, which I don't think they need to do, but that he treats it like an improv game where he's like, okay, somebody give me a team, give me an emotional adjective or noun. And give me a meaningless business term, and he just sort of improvs it on the spot, where he can be like, "Well, we thought uh, Ohio State's sticktuitiveness was more impressive from a consistency regression metric than Wisconsin, and that's why we've decided to elevate them in the polls." This it's it's wonderful. They don't have to say anything. They're yeah. not obligated to explain. Kirby Hoka could just come out there and be like. Uh, yeah, we can do whatever we want. Thanks. And that's the whole press conference. But instead, meaningless jargon, jargon gobbledygook. Yeah. If they really cared, they would write a brief explanation of each team and publish that. But they don't. And that's fine that they don't. It's just people are, you know, it's going to frustrate people every single week. And it's going to add to the, they just make it all up as they go along uh, sense that people get. And... Do you think Kirby Hokut is like a, a stooge, a fall guy? Like, is is that even the real Kirby Hokut? Do they just send an actor out there who's never watched football before? And like, we we what did he say this past week? They got everybody going. Oh, it was uh, Miami jumped Clemson because they showed a lot of poise by or by letting Virginia score, you know, twenty eight points. I think they it should has... get. I think they should get quality character actor Gary Cole to do it. Just hire him. People would be people would uh, they wouldn't object to anything. He has gravitas. Be... Yeah, he has, he just... has an authoritative speech. Yeah, this is a great idea. Yeah, just just have him. Um, just have him. <laughs> you know, make things up, and people would go. You know that argument doesn't make sense, but man, you know you're one of those guys who, if you're in a movie, that's probably a pretty good movie, dude. Eh, maybe it depends on the movie. You know, Gary Cole's going to be fine. You can be like, man, you were crazy Talladega Nights. Yeah, if you were, you can't. We, you wouldn't want you to be the lead. Oh, no. Third no, no. on the bill? Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah, fine. Just like anyone who explains the college football playoff. You're a bit player. That's true. Embrace that, embrace that bitness. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, 
yeah, I don't, I don't see either Georgia or Ohio State losing. And I know that I've done a really good job this year saying, oh, X team, Ohio, Oklahoma definitely won't lose to Iowa State. Well, they did, but TCU definitely won't. Well, Ohio State, no. So, I, I, uh, to the extent I am double jinxing this, Spencer and I both thought Georgia was definitely going to beat Auburn, and they didn't. Um, it's, it is hard to see, in part because these teams, Michigan is beat up. Georgia Tech is kind of like tired and wobbly and sort of like, yeah, we said we'd play 12. Fine. Um, um, I would. Can I give one one factor? Okay. Yeah, please. I still don't think Michigan's going to be able to score at all. Right. Just at all. Right. And I really don't think Georgia Tech is going to be able to even block Georgia on either side of the ball. I just don't think it's a contest. However, what is Georgia Tech's record right now? They're five and five. That's correct. That's correct. Meaning it's for a bowl game, boys. <laughs> and and if I can see anything extremely funny happening between these two games, the funniest possible scenario is that that like that Paul Johnson absolutely pulls out every stop and torches the larger ambitions and hopes of the Georgia football program so that Georgia Tech could go to like the lowest tier bowl possible. Wrong, wrong. You're almost there. It's so he he'll do that, and then in the post game, they'll be like, "Well, you know, uh, Paul, Coach Johnson, bowl eligible, huge upset win, two in a row over Georgia. Um, now you're looking forward to the postseason." He says, "Nope, we're skipping it. We're not doing. Not doing it. <laughs> we're doing the planner, the planner invite." <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 the the real tears of joy that I would cry if Paul Johnson did the most haters thing in the world. <laughs> like aren't don't you aren't you guys excited about going to Shreveport? But yeah, we're not going to Shreveport. We're walking uh we're walking away from the table while we're up. Won eighty eighty three dollars. Don't see a reason to keep going. Thank you. Have a good night. Um well, and then after that group of games, no. Oh, after, after, after that, we got a another Ooh. bowl. Just point point out, by the way, if they're if they're going to fight hard in order to get you know three or four nights at a you know a modestly priced but still nice hotel somewhere in America and a couple of free bowling outings, uh, Duke sitting there at five wins versus Wake Forest, motivated. David Cutcliffe highly motivated. Indiana and Purdue, same thing, right? Yeah, a ball on the line for both. Which would, which I think for for oh shit, arguably all four of these programs, you're like, damn, you made a bowl this year. That's pretty damn good. If they yeah. do. <clears throat> so, and then uh, in the middle middle slot, Iron Ball coming at you. Just, oh, yeah. you know, little yeah. little Iron Ball. I'll be Maybe, there. Uh, one of the I don't know, two, three, four, five most important Iron Balls ever. So they're all important. Listen, listen, you will stop disrespecting Alabama and Auburn. They are all the most important iron bowl ever. All right. Sorry for disrespecting the 2001 tide. They are all tied for number one. Most important iron bowl of all time. Yeah. So like I said, said, most important iron bowl. (laughs) Yeah. He's not, he hasn't said any, he hasn't said a lie. Not one. I'm sorry. Um, you're going Spencer. Oh yeah. It's it's going to be my first iron bowl. Oh boy! Oh yeah, we'll get we'll get some business out of this. It's also um, it's also in Auburn, 
which is uh, great because it's a very easy drive unless you hit traffic wrong and you have to wait seven hours to get out of Auburn because Auburn has like, it's like Clemson. There's like four roads. I know yeah. that everything in Auburn is like Clemson. There are like four roads that come out of the entire thing. Uh, Auburn's like a town, like, and not even like a classic college town. It feels like you're just, you're in the burbs, in a nice spot of the burbs. And then, oh, oh, there's a gigantic stadium right there. The village. It's the village on the plains, and they really mean it. It's just a village. It's it's a it's a nice village. It's yeah, like this it's is... like a neighborhood with a ninety thousand seat stadium in it. Completion of the Auburn like butts out plan, right? Phase uh, two. Wait. Yes, this is phase two of the butts out plan in order to get both cheeks of the ass firmly out. And thus play your literal ass off in order to make the maximum chaos possible in the college football season. Auburn has beaten Georgia out of nowhere. We were all surprised, right? Two of us were. Two of us were surprised by that. One of us is lying. One of no, one of us is the one of us one of us is the Sandman who can see all things and knows all outcomes. (laughs) Run it back. Run it back. I'm sorry. The Sandman was right. Thank you. The Sandman, the Sandman just took the truth in his hands and throttled it till it spit out a forecast. And uh pass that on to you. And if if we hadn't been stupid, <laughs> sounds like the Sandman jerks off and picks him out. <laughs> That's what the, the Sandman does. all over the place. <laughs> the erotic the erotic massage of the sandman's <laughs> wisdom don't come in here the sandman's pouring over the betting lines talk about a bad beat <laughs> <laughs> he's going for the trifecta because of powerful chinese medicine <laughs> herbs that can't be controlled um that's uh that's i think this is the game where if they do this, Auburn will have officially like completed the butts out plan and thus been the most chaotic team in all of college football. And we'll be like one dumb collapse against LSU away from being like unquestionably in the playoff, right? Yeah. Well, at that point, all they got to do is beat Georgia and then they're in. As yeah. They put their whole ass in the playoff. I think that's right. Um, Bama, to date, the best rushing defense they've played is Mississippi State. Mississippi State averaging 3.76 yards per carry allowed. Uh, Auburn is like 20 spots above them at 3.14. Auburn will be the, it is just statistically the best run D that Bama has seen all season. There is a weird thing where, by and large, most of the defenses that Alabama has played, at least against the run, have just they've been fine, but they're they're floating in like like LSU's average is slightly worse than Louisville's and slightly better than Notre Dame's. They they have not had Mississippi State was the first time that they like had to face a defense that could really push them in uncomfortable ways, and Auburn is going to be that plus like two. Or three, or whatever well, it is. Well, Alabama's defense is healthy, at least, right? Um, mm. about I that, mean, actually. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Apparently, a little little thin at the linebacker spot. That's yeah. you know, 
fortunately, Auburn doesn't do anything to mess with linebackers. <laughs> no, they, they all focus on your um, safeties. Lots, just lots of deep shots. This lots also, of- this also feels like the thing that we're going to over overthink, though. Where we're like, oh, well, you see that dragon over there? He's he's got mono, so we can probably <laughs> kill him. <laughs> so now his fire makes you sick. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Um, oh, Bama's depleted, which, sure, that's a factor. You know who's stepping up? Um, the former number one recruit in the country is is starting a linebacker now. Yeah, so, there, Bama, Bama's, Bama's still the statistically the best defense in the country. So, like, it hasn't really affected them. But I don't, I don't know. What is the point total that you think either of these teams has to hit to win this game? Because it feels like it's first to 25? I had 24. 24. Okay. I'll talk you down to 23. Okay. <laughs> Sold. 18. <laughs> Big Ten I, fans perking up. I just yeah, feel this... like I, I feel like the thing that the thing that nobody has done in a at a crucial juncture in a game against Alabama when they have even wobbled a little bit, no one's managed to limit Jalen Hurts and Calvin Ridley. That's they've just been easy money every single time they needed a long third down nobody's really sort of consistently come after Jalen Hurts and Auburn has a D-line that can do that they really do like I they've got they got an incredible D-line but they're going to have to get the pressure because I don't think the secondary can hold up against that so if you see something in this game that you go uh you know like where where, where is there a bad matchup Right, I'm pretty sure Alabama can get Jarrett Stidham into some very uncomfortable positions. I don't know if Auburn can do that with Jalen Hurts. Do you mean now when you say it? Do you mean Jalen Hurts as a passer, as a runner, as both? I mean it as a guy who can keep a play long, play alive long enough mm-hmm. so that Calvin Ridley gets open. That's it. Like if you look at Mississippi State, they almost exclusively used Ridley downfield in bailout situations and got what they were looking for. In large part because, yeah, Mississippi State pressured Hurts, but it's still they still didn't stop him from getting crucial first downs and big plays. They didn't. Now, some of that admittedly is um, third and Grantham. Some of that right. is obvious blitzing that everyone in the stadium, including Alabama's offensive staff, saw coming. Especially not changing that out of a timeout. It's the dumbest thing I've seen all year. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I that's that's something that I haven't seen yet. If Auburn does that, it'll be the first time because Jalen Hurts really isn't allowed to be that spectacular, which is why people underrate him. He's much better than people think he is. I, I yeah. like how Bama's offense for years, it was like, oh, they have three plays, run left, run right, and run up the middle. And now, now that they have, you know, like multiple exciting dual threat quarterbacks and have for a couple of years now, it's run See if Ridley's open or Hurts run. You still just have three plays. The best part is that if you're not an SEC, if you have no SEC affiliation and you are rooting for Oklahoma, Ohio State, uh, maybe Wisconsin, but you're probably winning, you're in, fine. Um, maybe Clemson, the same sort of situation. Pac-12 team that is hoping to like come out of nowhere, and that's not happening. I don't even know why we're talking about it. TCU, you have to root for Alabama because if Al, I mean, Jason sort of already touched on this in something he wrote, but there is a reasonable chance that if Alabama loses this game, 
but doesn't look bad doing it. And even then, the committee has sort of like, I don't think has a consistent stance on if you get pants, that's worse than if you lose close. They still might get in. They still might sneak in there with that one loss and not going to the SEC championship game. Yeah. I think the committee speak for getting blown out is did not look uh, extremely competitive, that kind of thing. Yeah. So as long as as long as you look competitive in your loss mm-hmm. to Auburn, you might have already clinched the playoff. Yeah, which that's a weird position to be in. Most of the time you would think that you would want to be rooting for the upset for number one to fall, especially given that, you know, the non-conference didn't end up being that meaningful. Uh, the teams they played out of the East, neither one of the like both of them are fighting for basically last place uh, at this juncture. Um, there, there are enough sort of other indicators that sort of say like, wait, maybe Alabama shouldn't just automatically get this spot, but I don't think it's going to work that way. So Mm-mm. roll that, tide. That is pretty interesting though. If you're, you know, Ohio State, TCU, like you, it would actually be better for you if Alabama wins. Yeah, because then that I, definitely knocks a team out. Right. I will say just do, like getting down to like another thing that maybe keeps Auburn in this game. Carry on Johnson's been incredible. He's been good. He's been really good. Very big, very mean to tackle. If he's like the thing is they don't even have to be that productive with him. They just have to get stuff open down the field. Which when has Alabama ever sort of lost a big game because they couldn't defend the pass downfield? Hmm. Hmm. Just saying. Throwing that out there. Hmm. Yeah, you, you, you want it too bad. Bama's going to win by 17. Exactly, but I still want it. <laughs> and if it happens, I look right. And if it doesn't, um, it's, you know, what? It's no skin off my back. That's fine. Auburn's going to win the football game. <laughs> oh, man. Is the Sandman calling that? The yeah. Sandman. All right. All right. So if Sandman, let's, let's test your skills here. Wisconsin, Minnesota. Huh? Who you got? What's, what's the spread? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, PJ Flag getting that extension. Oh yeah, got a little money. It's a little spending money. He's about to it, spend it on some some yards. How many? <laughs> how many? So the spread is uh, Wisconsin by seventeen at Minnesota. Uh, I'll I'll take I'll, I'll take Minnesota plus seventeen. Wisconsin doesn't really have anything to, you know, just get just get the W, get out of town. Yeah. Wisconsin uh, or Minnesota rather has gone from scoring 54 points against Nebraska to getting shut out by Northwestern. <laughs> sure, great, wonderful. Yeah. yeah, that's a team that a team that has lost to Maryland and Purdue and Iowa. Yep, contract extension for beating Illinois and Nebraska. Uh, one school that's going to fire its coach and another one that unfortunately is like, whoa, we owe Levy Smith a lot of money. I don't know. Ah, geez. But that's fine. I, I hope Illinois finds a way to be on its, like, eighth coach in two years. Somehow. It's a good program they've got going there. Hey, if you never... Listen, if they never work 40 hours a week, legally, they're not full-time employees and you don't have to give them benefits. I think that's how that works. Hey, you just need to know this, okay? You can call, you can call PJ Fleck, you know... You call PJ Fleck, you know, a bad landscaping service because he's going to be giving up some yards. He's going to be losing yards. It's like 500 of them. Did you did you stretch before that? Because what a reach. What yeah, a no. fucking reach. Speaking of reaches, get PJ Fleck to get that contract extension. <laughs> so I'm like totally. 
There are there are no reaches now. It's I fine. always love this. Get your get your eyes off my man. That's my favorite thing when a school does that. We'll give him a contract extension because somebody's looking at him. He's too pretty. Uh, yeah, actually, nobody was looking at him. We're double married now. So let's see. The news that you. preceded this was Kent State fired Paul Haynes. So mm-hmm. did Minnesota see that and think, oh, he's going to return to the Mac? <laughs> I know nobody in Minnesota talks like that, but I just felt like that. That is the that is the accent that fits that sentiment, I guess. Yeah. Just, this is just how charming PJ Fleck is. All right. He probably convinced. Minnesota that like this is what they needed they wanted to do to be great. All right, it's all about commitment here. Mm-hmm. Shared values. Contract mm-hmm. extensions for it's, possibly it's, stupid amounts of time. It's about This isn't think about this program. A contract is something you sign and I sign. We're both making a decision here. It's a partnership that you pay me for that I get this money, but you pay it. It's a two-way street. And all the money flows one way. And all the love flows the other way. <laughs> and all the, all, the, all the winds over Nebraska also they're flow pa- my way. I the, winds are, the winds are parallel parked right now, all right? But they're safe. We're going to get them out. Just got to back them out a little bit. It's tough. They're in there tight. It's I, all about three points. I have a graph I'd like to present. Oh, Jesus. Nothing like it's nothing not like graphs points. on it's a about, podcast. It's about three point nine million, not three points. Fine. I would also like to point a couple of extremely spiteful ones that you should not watch, but you should point and laugh at later. Right? I'm telling you yeah. to take thirty seconds out of your day and point and laugh at the following games. One, let me tell you what, Jeff Collins, the man, the origin the originator of the can of swag, one of the hypest coaches in college football, he's got Temple at five. He's got to give him to six. And he has to do him against the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. Oh, there's going to be blood on the immaculate stone steps of Tulsa's gorgeous football stadium. Cause... A, Tulsa, a Tulsa team that's two and nine. Yeah. 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 Our president had a tough year. <laughs> Chad, president, quarterback <laughs> of the Tulsa. The only president I really recognize. Chad, president. Also, the only president who had a tough year. All the others, <laughs> yeah. all the others are doing great. Tired of all this winning, Chad, president. <laughs> Temple's, Temple's going to get a bowl game. They're going to do it there in green country, in the heart of green country, just down the road from Royal <laughs> Roberts University. True salvation coming in the form of facing a bad Tulsa team. Temple, you're getting to a bowl game probably. So advance congratulations for that, for former Florida defensive coordinator Jeff Collins. I miss you so much. Um, can we note that uh, Baker Mayfield will face harsh justice? I'm sorry, do you mean the masturbator? <laughs> the master baker, <laughs> the man who's out with a pulled groin, for mm-hmm. um, for the I don't know first play, first drive, first quarter against West Virginia. Who knows? We'll see. Depends on how well. Oh, uh, their other five star quarterback is doing in that game. I mean, if 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 Kyler Murray comes out, there's 28 points in the first quarter. Just hey, Baker, you, you just want to just want to run some you know light light jogging on the sideline. Why not? How many, shook, how many West Virginia his... fans are just going to grab their dicks like when he comes out, right? Like, I mean, that's know. not that you haven't changed anything. That would have been the true <laughs> either way. I think my favorite part about that is the game is in Norman, so they're just doing it at home, which is also on. <laughs> Grabbing your dick is grabbing your dick is just how you make the sign of the cross in Morgantown, so it's fine. Because you know they'll show the student section, right, and they'll be like the remorseful, penitent, 
newly matured Baker Mayfield, and there's going to be like 300 Oklahoma students that they catch for one second, just going like, honk. <laughs> also, <laughs> so like, pull. is the band playing Crank That? <laughs> <laughs> So, West Virginia in this game with uh, Will Greer is hurt. His finger got tore off while diving for a touchback, which was really stupid. But not 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 a dumb decision, just a really stupid way for such a good player to be hurt. Um, this game, West Virginia has like almost no chance. Um, so if you're Hogo, why not just you know? All right, boys. <laughs> All we gotta do is piss that guy off. As soon as he comes in the game, grab his ass, flick <clears throat> his ear. That's it. Just, just here. Just get a big mouthful of water. Spit it right in his ass. I think, um, as a, as a show of team unity, all the Oklahoma players should come out with sort of like a clear panel on the crotch. Just to say, we stand with our captain. <laughs> we believe in him. Here are our crotches as well. We will not be body shamed. College football. All hands on laps. This is my this is my weird sweaty penis, and I'm proud of it. God, two full guests in a row where I'm talking about dicks. I promised Jason this wouldn't happen. I'm sorry, I failed you. Boy. I'm you know what? I'm sitting out the West Virginia game. That's what Just I'm doing. All the sooner the first drive. Out. First drive, yeah. First drive. All, all, I would, Oklahoma, uh, all Oklahoma fans stand with their hands on their dicks for the first drive. That's the deal. <laughs> Can you do that, y'all, if you're in the stadium? Can you do that until Baker returns? I was going to say, Barry Switzer would be all for that. He'd be fine. (laughs) What do you mean until? We did that back in 83. (laughs) We kicked the shit out of Miami. They look look over at Barry. He's got his hand on his dick. Oh, I see you're standing in solidarity with Baker. With who? Wait, you're clapping. Yeah, I got the third one grafted on. It's worth it. (laughs) Uh, And other games of infinite spite. Uh, there are a couple of minor but Michigan like, State Rutgers. No, sorry. I was going to sail right past that. Thing. Wait, 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 wait. I do have a point here. So, um, oh, God. <laughs> when Ohio State is um, cruising toward a playoff or contention at very least, what's the team that always knocks the Buckeyes right out? Michigan State. They failed to do that this year right. so far. How okay. about Michigan State? You're one of Ohio State's best wins. How about you go get blown out by Rutgers? And then the committee says, ah, well, um, when we decided to drop Michigan State out of the top 25 and into a uh, a, a new top 25 of bad teams, that uh, deflated Ohio State's record. And now Ohio State is number 13. So, Spartans, you can still do this. I'm, I'm liking it. I enjoy this. I wanted to point out that... Uh, what sucks again, is that that still wouldn't help Michigan finish... In the top three of the division. See, it's perfect. You can have everything you want. You can God you can damn it. fun of Harbaugh, and you can fuck Urban Meyer over. Hey, that's listen. Let's 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 aside real quickly here. I love these rumors about Jim Harbaugh getting a lifetime contract. I love it <laughs> because <laughs> what's the only what's the only other place in America where we have a lifetime contract? Uh, the, the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court of the United States. Very well done. Who loves judges more than anybody in college football? Jim Jim Harbaugh, who will absolutely coach well into senility and dementia. Jim Harbaugh. Oh, my God. That was part of the pitch, wasn't it? They're like, listen, who do you love? Judge Judy. Who can we turn you into? Literally Judge Judy. Coach Judge Judy. (laughs) Do you think he won't start wearing 
judicial robes on the sidelines with khakis and you absolutely he will Jim Harbaugh if you give Jim Harbaugh this contract and I'm not saying it's real because I don't actually want to look into it but I promise you he will stay until he dies he will he will take lifetime so literally that he will not walk away he will not leave for another job he will not step down because the game has passed him by he will be wheeled out there Strapped to a fucking gurney, coaching the game still. I want to point out the saddest game on the schedule on Saturday. And I mean saddest because we could actually set records. Yeah, that'd be the battle for for who is truly the SEC least. Oh, oh yeah, because we make fun of Arkansas. Oh, yeah, man. Arkansas, they've had a rough year. Brett Beal was just not working out, man. Them hogs. They got sent to the slaughterhouse early. Yeah, they got a conference win. You know who don't? You know who has? Someone has to get a conference win. Someone! When Tennessee plays Vanderbilt, neither team has a conference win in the year 2017. And you know, if Tennessee does not get it, as cited several times this week, but let's say it again, Tennessee will finish without a an SEC conference win for the first time ever. Ever. So let's, let's do this. Let's do this, Doors and Vols, because because man, Vols, you, you just do it big. Don't don't half-ass this. But like like Auburn, put both cheeks on the line here. Okay? If you're gonna bring the butt, bring the whole thing. And this game, oh God, this game is in Neyland. Yeah, yeah. It's in Neyland Stadium. You know who's gonna be there? Haters. <laughs> just just a sea of angry hating ass people who are cold probably didn't bring the right poncho. Yeah. This is the first home game. Um, I think Tennessee or wait, no Tennessee was home last week, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, If you're going to this game, I want you to tweet Spencer and Spencer only and tell him why, just why just, just sort of what your motivation here. If you want to reveal something dark and evil about yourself, that's fine. We won't call the cops. Um, if you are doing it out of obligation to a loved one, if you lost a bet, all of these are, uh, you know, I don't really, I'm not going to judge you until I hear why, but I really need to know why anybody would go to this Vanderbilt, Tennessee game Yeah, where the only thing on the line is not, it's, it's sort of the opposite of the Highlander. It's imagine that there is a separate sort of inverse Highlander situation where you have all these dudes who don't know even how to spell sword and they have to fight and they have to fight until one remains and he is the saddest of them all. Let me give you uh, let me give you the chippiest game. All right. We said that uh, I said chippy. I didn't say a brawl. Old Miss Miss State is going to be a tussle. But the chippiest game. Uh, of the weekend and certainly of the Saturday Clemson at South Carolina. Not what? Not Georgia, Georgia tech. Really? Uh, those people don't like to, they fight. ruined our hedges, Spencer. Yeah. Fight, well, that's, that, that game, they fight before and after. Yeah. They, they do a lot of yapping before and then they do, um, they do some, some horticulture after. Yeah. Whereas Clemson, South Carolina, they just fight. Yeah. Like, like remember, Spencer, Georgia Georgia Tech intentionally clogged my gutters. I saw him do it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a complaint to the HOA. (laughs) That's Georgia Georgia Tech. You know, that's it. I've had it. I'm kicking Rand Paul's ass. 
This is over. <laughs> Only took me 16 years of simmering to get up to boiling. <laughs> kind of like the Georgia Tech offense. But wow. I I would I would go ahead and point to this because this is the 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 game where remember, first of all, uh where is it this year? Oh, look at that. It's at South Carolina. It's in the what? cockpit, brother. It's in the cockpit, brother. And you know what happens in the cockpit? More fighting and ejections than in any other stadium in the SEC. Oh, wouldn't that be LSU? Or wouldn't that be Arkansas? No, son. No, hell no. The stadium that consistently ejects the most people and has the most arrest and is the fightingest, rootingest, tootingest, rowlingest, just, just, you know, chicken fight of the century every single weekend. Um, that's South Carolina. And, and guess who's coming to town? Clemson. Guess who's still got playoff ambitions? Clemson, guess who probably will still win this game? Clemson, because they're much more talented. But I will tell you this, South Carolina, they'll, they're going to brawl. Now, South I don't think Car- anybody's getting kicked in the head this game, because remember, that's the great legacy of this rivalry is, what do you remember about Clemson, South Carolina? I'm like, oh, I remember that time they both missed a bowl game because they had a brawl so bad the state troopers had to come out and break, break it out between men who were wearing helmets and playing football. But there's going to be a, it'll be chippy. Be some oh, yeah. tussling and some fighting. Yeah, hell yeah. There is um, shit. There is a real chance that South Carolina could win ten games this year. I mean, I don't think I, I'm not saying they're going to beat Clemson, but if they do and they win the bowl game, Will Muschamp will have done what only two other South Carolina coaches ever have achieved in his second year. And yes, this makes me feel very bad as a Florida fan. Thank you for asking. I have wondered about that. How bad I feel about the fact that Will Muschamp seems to be doing very well at South Carolina and building a program that has a consistent vision, a consistent staff, and seems to have like mostly good feelings all around that looks competitive against teams that are better than it and doesn't usually lose games against teams that are clearly worse. How do I feel about that? Yeah, all that stuff. Mixed. Yeah. I'd say mixed. There's, there's some mixed emotions there. I will also go ahead and just forecast forward that um, no matter who Florida hires, be it Chip Kelly or, say, Scott Frost, right? Some new-look, extremely aggressive offensive coach. I want to go ahead and call in advance that that brilliant coach will stub their toe every other year. Against South Carolina. On yep. South Carolina's yep. Cro-Magnon ass. That's how yep. it's good. Like, it's going to be like, offense of the future. And it's going to run into rock. Yeah, um, basically that's a chess game where Will, Will Muschamp's first move is to vomit on the board. <laughs> now what? <laughs> Try to castle over those chunks, brother. Well, what we were going to do is we are going to run an inside zone. But <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Just puking Will Muschamp, ruining the, for my first course, what I have here <laughs> is an aerosolized, oh God. I took the I got, frog raw and I... That's, that's your heirloom, tomato! <laughs> <laughs> oh, here comes the hardies! <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Like, so like, that's, I mean, that's that's the blueprint here, too. Throw a ball over Clemson and see if that just makes them throw up, too. Are you? Are we comparing Will Muschamp to some sort of sea cucumber that, yes! that just ejects its guts, right? Like, yes! I got no other defense. Yes, it's why he would. It's why he's the real best match for TCU. <laughs> ideally, 
I, you know what though? Like I, I, I love it. Like we, we were so bad to Will and, and he was so bad to us and it was such a bad deal. And then, uh, and, but he tried real hard and now he's at a place where, you know, he could try hard and <laughs> win somewhere between, I don't know, five and, and eight games on average. And be you show much. me in the MMA rule book where puking's illegal. You can't. <laughs> Actually, it is. That's, remember that clip? <laughs> in the ring, and the other guy like won by default, and he instantly shot his arms up in triumph, even though the other guy was just fat and poorly conditioned. That's gonna be the matchup. But we're not calling this fight. <laughs> Chip, that's that, that'll be it. Chip Kelly will come to Florida. He'll score forty-eight points on everybody. He'll actually beat Alabama for once in the championship game and there'll be one loss in the record you'll look back you know what the score is going to be the score is going to be 19 to 12 god he ate so much grilled cheese that day what's wrong with you will god. it's like he threw up spackle <laughs> it'll be 19 to 12 and those won't be field goals for florida right it'd be like chip tried to go for two on a field goal can you even do that that was confusing <laughs> So much stress. It's so gross. I just wanted to get out of there. It's so hot. <laughs> it's just it's just baking on the field. Get some sawdust. There was sawdust in the vomit. It's already there. The field is so slippery we can't run our routes. We, we love you, South Carolina. Go go do um, something go do something stupid and spectacular. That's what we expect. In our own weird way we do. Um and then, I don't know. Is it Apple evening? Cup time? Oh, it's dude, it is yeah. Apple Cup time. Yeah, yeah. let's get the Apple Woo! Cup going. So let me let me make sure I have my order of selection right here. If Wazoo wins, they are the Pac-12 North champion, correct? Correct. And if Washington wins, <clears throat> Stanford is the Pac-12 North champion. I'm correct, correct there as well. Stanford so North while losing to Notre Dame. So we could have a Pac-12 North representative that lost by 34 points to Cal and by 21 points to Arizona. Or we could have this Stanford team that, if you'll recall, lost to San Diego State, not a bad team, and got pantsed by USC and might lose to Notre Dame as well. We could have a 8-4 and four Pac-12 North champion. This is a very bad year for the Pac-12 to start playing the, why doesn't anybody respect us? Why, why aren't our games on? We, I think we deserve more attention. Like, y'all, the minute they played that card, and it's not their fault, it all turned to shit. The minute Washington was like, we're tired of being disrespected, it was like, well, I got bad news. You're gonna, you're gonna prove us very right here, very shortly. The Pac-12 championship game is is potentially going to be two unranked teams. So if Stanford, since, if since that whole thing, if they lose, if they lose to Washington State, they'll be three and four since then. Jesus. Oh yeah, wait, which, three and three and three. Sorry. Which I don't know. Like you know, you watch Jake Bentley like running for his life at the quarterback spot. You think you, you think get Hercules after him is gonna gonna change that basic dynamic of kind of how Washington has gone? Because Washington's oh, still like Jake, a year. Jake Browning. I'm sorry, Jake, thought, I'm still I stuck on we're... South Carolina. <laughs> 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 
It's working. Why are we talking about anything else? I still want to talk <laughs> about puke. It's working. Will Muschamp's got you, man. <laughs> Will Muschamp won the Pac-12 North. <laughs> I don't even know where that is, but I'm happy to be the winner of it. Chip, my, Kelly my... Goes to, Chip Kelly goes to Hawaii for vacation. They're like, look, a beautiful waterfall. And all he can see is Will Muschamp's head at the top of it going. Bleh! My favorite possible outcome is um, Washington State wins the Pac-12 North. Fuck it. Wins the Pac-12 outright. And then Mike Leach takes the Tennessee job. Like, just be like, well, we accomplished everything we did here. I'm over to I'm over to uh, tackle this this garbage pit here over here. Gonna see what we can do. Or like Frank Wilson takes a big job and Leach leaves uh, the Pac-12 champ for UTSA. That's brutal. I like I like the city of San Antonio. They got a lot of history there. People always talk about the Alamo, but how about these nineteen other things, huh? Oh my God! So this means we're definitely going to get a Mike Leach, Greg Popovich podcast. Wow, that would like yeah. shut down all of sports media. That's like There's all lot- any reporter would do. There's a lot the government won't tell you about mind control, uh, but we will here. <laughs> just kid, Leach casually dropping. You know, democracy might have run its course. Popovich <laughs> just going silent for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I don't. By, by the way, I, I think Washington State could actually completely win this game. They really could. Sure. Right? Yeah. Sure. No, I, I don't think it's. I, are I, they <laughs> Are they better than Arizona State? In that case, they could. It's true. This is in. I, On I, the not, other hand, is Washington better than Cal? See, you never know what you're going to get in the Apple Cup. There are there are a lot of layers here. Yeah, it's uh, everyone can lose. This this is, by the way, perfect uh, Apple Cup weather. If I was like, hmm, what's the crappiest possible combination for things? Uh, you know, what like about forty and rainy? Uh, correct, correct. It's going to be going to be about forty and rainy when this whole thing goes down. So perfect, perfect. If we can just get like a driving twenty mile an hour wind. Between two teams that, you know, aren't afraid to pass the ball, even better. If a boat can blow on the field somehow, like like a small catamaran or that something, and, games and they're just like, oh, play play through. Sorry. Yeah, it, it, that boat wouldn't have to fly far to make it onto the field. 